Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap of this week's Honda Classic. And joining me to break it all down, it's the coach. Coach, how's it going? It's going great. Thank- thankfully for me, I-, I only had to call the Honda Classic today. I didn't have to play in the Honda Classic today. My goodness, how tough was that? Final group goes 75-76. Not, not great, Coach. That's, that's going to lose you a lot of FedEx Cup points and uh, make your wallet a little bit lighter, I think. <laughs> I got to be honest. I, I, the only time I root for somebody, like really root, is if I bet on them, right? I, I don't want to see anybody fail. But watching some of these guys, and this is a, a week, Rick, where there's a lot of red numbers next to their name as far as the FedEx Cup standings are concerned, watching them just drop down the leaderboard and just watching hundreds of thousands of dollars just go out the window. It's hard to watch. It really, really is. But if I remember something, a really good-looking black man on this show last night said <laughs> said that Aaron Wise would back up and fall off a cliff today, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, that is exactly what he did. We'll talk about that in a second. If you like the madness at PGA National, you're probably really enjoying March Madness because it has arrived. And you may be wondering, how do I actually watch all of these games? What's on CBS? What is not on CBS? And where the heck is Duke? Relax. It is very easy. Just go to the CBS Sports app on your connected TV or on your phone. And from there, you'll see every tournament game available to watch, whether it's on CBS or March Madness Live. Think of it like a gateway to all all the action. So download the CBS Sports app now so that you never miss a minute of the NCAA tournament. We're going to talk about the carnage, coach. But first, we've got a new man atop the leaderboard. He was our 18 yeah. hole leader. It's Matt Jones, who goes out and shoots a Saturday 69. That's one under par. Good enough for a three shot lead. And coach, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Matt Jones has a three shot lead after the first round. Aaron Wise has a three shot lead after the second round. And Matt Jones is back to a three shot lead after the third round. I believe that's what, what it looks like. Uh, and I, I, it's, it's, I don't like to – well, we know it's not true. I love to pat myself on the back. And I believe – You just told me thing, two You just told me two minutes ago a good-looking black man on this show told yeah. me about Aaron Wise. Well, that's just facts. I mean, that, that's not – that's just facts. I mean, come on. Uh, but, however, I also said last night that I'm working with Stuart Appleby, who's a fellow Australian just like Matt Jones. And what did I tell you? That Stewart told me that because of Matt's history on really difficult golf courses, that today he would probably be the guy that would go like this and everybody else would go backwards. He shot a 69 today. He did. He, he was really, really good. We could conceivably see him shoot a 61, a 70, a seven, or a 69, and tomorrow, I think tomorrow, if he shoots an even par 70, he'll win by four or five strokes at least. At least. 
That's probably right because uh, course is probably going to play a stroke and a half over par again. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to get something real special from JB Holmes, Aaron Wise, CT Pan. I don't know how much is coming out of those guys. So that might that might be good, coach. And even par round probably wins it uh, by by a lot for Matt Jones, who is now seeking his first victory since the 2014 Shell Houston Open, which you yeah. can look at it a couple of different ways. You know, you look at it and say, wow, this guy hasn't won in seven years. That kind of stinks. Or also like, wow, these guys keep their tour card. They hang around. They compete often enough uh, to still be out here competing seven years later without a victory so uh impressive stuff from matt jones who is now 40 years old well it's it's the hardest thing we do because uh whether it's right or whether it's wrong we tend to focus each week on the big stars that are in the tournament i'll use Stuart sink quickly as an example today he comes through the featured holes and by the way just being brutally honest when we call featured holes on saturday and sunday it's not always the funnest thing to do because it, but today when you're calling 15 and 17 what else do you want to do, right? So he comes through. There's a 19 next to his name. And this is Stuart Sink. And we never show him. He's never on PGA Tour Live. He just quietly has been going about his business. Matt Jones is the same way. You can finish. You can have a really nice career finishing T25 to T50 every single week. You're going to make money. You're going to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. And you're going to be a millionaire. And you're never going to be seen on TV. That's just the way it goes. And Matt Jones has been one of those guys. He's very, very quick. Uh, He's arguably the fastest player on tour. If you blink, he's already let it go. But don't tell me for a guy who on the outside doesn't look like it, it means a lot to him. It means a whole bunch. You want to be known as somebody who can close, somebody who can win. Not just somebody like a Tony Finau who makes tens of millions of dollars but never raises a trophy. So best believe tonight, Matt Jones, as much as he has that big smile on his face, he wants to win tomorrow. And, and, and you know he did not think that he would have a three-shot lead after the round today in the position he was in after 36 holes. No, I mean, even the position he was in after 44 holes, because Aaron yes. Wise, we'll, we'll get we'll get to him here in a second. He starts the day with a three-shot lead, Coach. Uh, after five holes, he has doubled it to a six-shot lead. This looks mm-hmm. like a walk in the park. Aaron Wise is going to wrap up a victory on the PGA Tour. He's just going to have a, a, a nice jaunt around PGA National for the next day and a half, and he is now three shots back. There was a... What, it was like a 10-shot swing in 11 holes or something between him and Matt Jones. It was unbelievable. It was incredible. And you know me. I'm a little bitter right now because we had a – Shane Lowry had a six-shot lead in a head-to-head over Russell yeah. Henley after nine holes and lost. The back nine at PGA National was playing so hard today. Once that wind started whipping up and C.T. Pan was already in the clubhouse laughing, drinking his Mai Tais, going, <laughs> go get him, boys. Go get him. This course completely changes when the winds blow and whether it's going this way, then the next hole is going this way. And when you get over your ball and you have no confidence, all of a sudden now you're heading into the penalty area. Don't call it the water. Cause you'll get in trouble. That's Believe right. me. I know. Uh, so it's a penalty area now. And when you start doing that and you start going the wrong direction and then you get to 15 and you're standing there and it's a complete carry over water and it's only 160 yards and you're trying to figure out how come there's been hardly any birdies here today and you hit it in a bad spot. It's a guaranteed bogey. This is a brilliantly designed golf course by Jack Nicholas. It's hard, but it's fair. And if your confidence is even the slightest bit off or you flip that switch from confident to I'm not quite sure, it's over. It's over. 
It, it, it was over for Aaron Wise. Double on six, bogey on seven, another on 10, another on 15, 17, and 18. Coach, you came yeah. on here last night and you said, I, I believe it was, he's going to fall out of the top 10, fall out of the top 15. How are you I, feeling about that on a Saturday evening? I feel fantastic. <laughs> I made a bet with my producer here at PGA Tour Live. And I said he would not be in the top 15 by the end of the weekend. And I've done half my job. He, when he was a 14 under, there was a whole lot of chirping going on in my ear from the control room. And then it got really, really quiet towards the end of the day. And now he's just three shots ahead of 15. And I'll go back to what I said at the beginning of the show. I want these guys to earn money. I want them to be able to earn a living. You don't want to be a pro golfer and then have to go back and get a regular job when you're 28, right? So when you hit these balls in the water and you're double, it, it, it hurts as an announcer to watch this happen. But you've conversely got to say, you know what? This is the beauty of the game of golf. you got to be able to have the guts to stand on a tee box and stare at a shot and hit it. And that's why this course is the hardest par 70 track on the entire PGA Tour. Every shot calls for something. Do you have the guts to make that call? And most today did not. We saw a couple of big movers. J.B. Holmes moved from 16 to a tie for second. You mentioned C.T. Pan, who moved up 38 spots on yeah. Saturday. Cameron Tringale working his way up inside the top 10. They're all at least three shots back of Matt Jones. How far back? You know, we we played out the scenario in which Matt Jones shoots an even par round of yeah. 70 and wins this by three or four shots. What if he shoots two over, three or three? Or, how many guys are in this thing? He still wins if he shoots a two over. I, yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody's going to move forward. He has to come back. That's why I think Matt Jones wins tomorrow because he's been the one guy, one guy that across three rounds, the worst he has shot is an even par. That's the worst he has shot. So why would we believe that tomorrow he's going to shoot anything different? Everybody else just exploded. It was carnage except for him. Now, we've got to discuss it. So let's look at it. I think if we're, if we're being realistic, if he comes back to, let's say he shoots a 74, then I think there's probably the fives we'll get into it because I think we're going to see a lot like what we saw at the players on Sunday. Nobody breaking 70, or, or Bayhill, excuse me, uh, nobody breaking 70 on the final day. We're going to see a lot like that tomorrow. So I don't think there's a lot of guys that are, are in this, and it's going to be up to Matt Jones to decide how many guys do come back into it. I definitely agree that it's going to be up to Matt Jones to decide how many guys come back into this thing. You know, the one thing that does change, Coach, is uh, tomorrow's a Sunday. It's a Sunday on the PGA Tour. There's a lot of money in play. There's a lot of FedEx Cup points in play. Right, yeah, that's exactly right. We're going to see who's who's got it on a Sunday. And we're going to talk about those odds. And we're going to find some value. But first, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to hear a word from our partners. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. And we're back looking at the board over at William Hill coach and no surprise to see Matt Jones leading the way with his three shot lead. Let's just talk about him. He's plus 110. Could you bet this number? Hill, yes. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely. Normally I would never bet I was surprised a plus to hear that. Yeah. I mean, you're getting plus money. If 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 we were all right, let, let's put this in context if if we're betting on a basketball game in the March, in March Madness. 
This is essentially like having a 10 shot or 10 point lead at halftime. Would you bet plus 110 with a 10 shot lead with a uh, a seven seed? I think Matt Jones is like a seven seed. He's like a six seed. He's not a 12 seed. He's not a 13 seed. Would you bet plus 110 on a six seed with a 10 shot lead at halftime? I would say yes. I would say mm. yes. And I'm willing to roll the dice that he's not going to come back and also roll the dice. It's twofold. Also roll the dice that the guys that are at seven, they're not coming forward either. They're going back. So now I, I even have more win equity in Matt Jones because of the guys at seven, include Aaron Wise. Include, I like CT Pan, to be honest, uh, but include some guys that I think are going to go backwards again tomorrow. Matt Jones, plus 110. That that implies he's essentially a coin flip. You mentioned the guys at seven. J.B. Holmes, he's 12 to one. Aaron Wise, he's seven to one. I, I don't want to touch either of no. those guys. No. Uh, C.T. Pan, you mentioned. He's 20. C.T.'s kind of interesting, right? He shot the 65 today. It, all of this it, you know, assumes that Matt Jones comes back to the field, but C.T.'s done this, where you just got to go out there. You got to pound fairways. You got to pound greens. You look up at the end of the day, he's under par, and that goes a long way on a difficult golf course you are really good at this and what i'm talking about is finding the the kind of the needles in the haystack and finding the value there and the reason ct pan is 20 to 1 is because vegas just doesn't know anything they don't realize that in the win he's a really good player they don't realize he had a clean score sheet today all they look at is his season all they look at is the numbers but they don't look how he played today they don't look at his history on really difficult golf courses you remember where his one his one pga tour victory was at it was her- was it heritage? You're damn right. It was RBC yeah. Heritage. What does that have in common with PGA National? You got to be in the fairway. <laughs> you got to be in the fairway, and it's incredibly windy because it's yeah. right on the water. And yeah. he won there. He can control his ball. Today he was never in trouble. He was never in trouble. I understand there wasn't as much wind. He still had to hit the shots though. And so you give me twenty to one. Here's what I would do. I would put a win bet a little bit more on Matt Jones a little less on CT, it's like a double shot that we put on first cut from William Hill. So mm-hmm. if you hit CT, you're going to make up that money that you would bet on Matt Jones. So I would bet on both, and that's that's probably what I'm going to do. Uh, that's interesting. What I wish is, so Sung Jay hit into the back bunker on, I think it was 17, and got a plugged lie, and has to play out sideways, and then he ends up, and then he, and then he actually hits a pretty good bogey putt that rims out and makes a double. If he was sitting at seven right now, I would be licking my chops no to get Sung Jay action. You know what's kind of funny is, when you use a grandstand as a backstop, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of out of the realm of of etiquette, or you're not supposed to do that, right. but you can. And the nice thing that helped him is, I think he speaks English because his caddy. We we've heard his caddy the entire week, and he speaks just he doesn't even stop. He just it's all English, and he's like, okay, okay, okay. So I believe he does. I believe that he does, but. He, he didn't at that point, so he's looking at the rules official like, move it over here, move it over here, good drop, <laughs> you know, because out of that bunker, if he would have gone for the pin, it would have been wet. There's uh, no, no chance. way, he, he, no chance. So yeah. now you're looking at a triple bogey. So a five was decent, even though he should have made the putt, but that was, that fried egg was tough, man. It was tough. He, he did exactly what 
all of these guys do. Take take advantage of the rules that are yeah. laid out in front of you. And uh, if you ask the yeah. right questions and say the right questions to an official, you can get a, f- a favorable, whatever. But yeah, it was. I, and, and I was watching. Of course, after that, I was watching. I'm like, okay, any ball in this back bunker's got a plug, right? Nah, they all kind of bounced out of their out of <laughs> yeah, their divot. Yeah, it was it was just yeah. Sung Jays that ends up plugging on yeah. itself. Uh, which is but the only the only other thing. Here's the other thing, Coach. One little uh, wrench that could be thrown into this formula for Matt Jones, who is, as you mentioned. One of the fastest players. I think he definitely is the fastest player on the PGA Tour. In a final group with J.B. Holmes tomorrow, probably the slowest guy on the PGA Tour. Interested to see if uh, either of them mess each other up. Um, J.B., for some reason, we never talk about him. He's never on a leaderboard. And then all of a sudden he just pops up because he is in that that 40-something category that he's got the the history and he's got the uh, the wisdom of being able to play these difficult courses because he's been there and done that. Don't think for a second, Rick, that he's not going to mess with Matt Jones just a little <laughs> bit. Don't think for a second that he gets ready to hit and he's going to back off, especially if Matt Jones is in a difficult spot. And he, ha- and he-, and he wants to make him think about it a little bit more. Because today, perfect example on 17, Jones goes in the bunker. Denny McCarthy right before that took almost 10 minutes to hit. He had to walk around the green, look over at the water, see where he's going to – Matt Jones walks in his ball uh, Friday, but then it, it, it came out of his, his pitch mark. He just walks in there uh, and hits it to about this far. <laughs> I love Tomorrow, that. JB's going to take a little bit of time. So uh, Matt Jones has to think about that. JB iced, I think it was Alex Noren one year on it, on 18 at Torrey <laughs> Pines and probably cost Alex Noren the farmers because he took like five minutes over a shot from the fairway. It's, it's going to be spectacular television one yes. way or another. Uh, but for now, That'll do it for this edition of the first cut. Also, fun fact, producer Jacob, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Happy birthday producer Jacob. To he told us he has cake, coach. I think we should let him go and have some cake. <laughs> well, if 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 his wife is really wanting to wish him a happy birthday, she lets him watch basketball all night and doesn't say anything. Will that happen? We'll have to wait to find out. We'll get the update on Sunday. We'll be here for now. That's the coach. You can find him on Twitter at the coach rules. You can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.